Hello, welcome back to Trista Pagabanera Tasha. What? Um, let's see here. Mm, Ron DeSantis is a disgrace. Just a brand new. Brand new. Um, Tony Michaels podcast. Yay. Just in time. Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. Yeah, fuck them. Let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Yeah. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and we do don't give a fuck. And do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty. You shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. And this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony. Fuck him. <laughs> Indeed, Tony. Good morning to those of you who can hear me. The deep state... It's trying to silence us. I'm just kidding. We, we are on a temporary suspension from YouTube as we try to appeal. Um, it seems someone had reported an old video of ours. So we are trying to appeal and we're in the appeals process now. So if you're watching this, you're probably watching this on Facebook or you're on Twitch. And I appreciate you joining us from Facebook or Twitch. Here's what I want to tell you. I'm not sure exactly what YouTube did, but they were we were unable to stream this morning to YouTube. Um, it's probably because I use the word fuck a lot. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Maybe it. I don't know. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's only temporary. We have appealed. We'll win our appeal. And we'll get back on the air over on YouTube as soon as possible. Here's what I want you to do, though. For anyone out there that really likes this show, either you love to hear me or you love to hate me doesn't matter what i want you to do is i want you to go to my facebook page just go to uh, d tony michaels on facebook it's that's this link and then also go to our twitch page as well don't forget to go to our twitch page you're not going to want to uh, stop there so so follow us on facebook i know you're probably on the midas touch facebook page as well but go follow us on my page because i've been broadcasting this there every single day and also follow us on twitch but here's what i want you to also do if you are on facebook or twitch right now and you are listening or twitter and you're listening to me i want you to go to my youtube channel the link is in my bio and you can go to the tonymichaels.com the youtube channel is there you can just go to youtube and search the tony michaels podcast go to that channel and subscribe if you're not and set your notifications. I know that sounds weird. They're like, Tony, they banned you. They suspended you. I want them to get a message that people are going to come and subscribe. That's what I want to show them. That I, it doesn't matter if they ban us or suspend us. So if you are on YouTube, or if you are on Facebook, if you are on Twitch, if you're listening to this on a directory, if you have downloaded this on a directory, go to YouTube right now. Right now. Even click off the show. You got a few minutes because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen today. We got a great interview with Dakota Adams. Uh, Stuart Rhodes is a strange son. He's going to talk about all the Oath Keeper news. 
that has been going on the last two weeks. We also we also have Bonehead of the Week. Gabe's not here today, but he will be here in Bonehead of the Week because we did a deep state thing, a deep fake thing, and we pre-recorded it is what we did. So it'll play today. So we have a we have a lot of stuff today to get to. Um, we have again. We have Dakota Von Adams. Stuart Rhodes is a strange son. We've got a lot of old keeper news the last two weeks that we went through with with Dakota, and he gave us his input on what that means for Stuart Rhodes and Kelly Surreal and some of the others, uh, Proud Boys and old keeper trials. And rather, the question rather Stuart Rhodes will go all the way to trial or if, if he'll take a deal. So Dakota gets into that. So you're not going to want to miss that. But right now, if you're listening to me on Facebook twitch on any directory out there twitter go over to youtube right now type in the tony michaels podcast and subscribe and click the notification button let's show youtube that you guys want me to be on youtube as well you want me to be heard as far and as loud as we can now we've been working on a new website uh, we're working on it. It's going to take several weeks to get this website finished. That takes a while to build these things. But we are working on a new website. And that website is going to be a membership website where you guys have access to all the content. All of it. No matter what YouTube wants to ban. No matter what they say I can and cannot say on a website, I can say whatever the fuck I want. And they can't stop me. Right? So if you are a loyal, avid listener here, we are going to be rolling out a website over the next few weeks that you guys will be able to be members of. But the most important thing is you will be able to go watch the live stream there as well. And we're going to try to set up a live chat like we do on Facebook and YouTube. We're not sure exactly how that works yet, but we're going to try to find a plugin that is very secure uh, so you guys can chat even on our website. So that's what we're working on right now. We're, we're still building it, still in the works. So if you're listening right now, and I know you guys uh, come here every day and you want to hear what's going on for two hours every single day, and really honestly, not to all the loyal audience out there that has come to this stream, even though we're banned on YouTube, um, either you're on Twitch or Facebook or Twitter, I want to tell you that we appreciate all of you guys tuning in every single day. It means so much to us. We would not do it if this audience was not growing the way that it's growing. It's growing rapidly. Uh, We're gaining steam. uh, And and really, that's what keeps us going. And your support means more than anything. And I don't just mean money. And really, if you could... If you could support us monetarily, that would help out a lot. That helps us get to the website quicker. Really, honestly, that helps us get to three hours a day. Because I feel like there's a lot of times, there's a lot of things we don't get to talk about with you folks and give you our insight into what's going on with these topics because we only have two hours. There's so much news that we can't even get to it within two hours in a day. We really need three but we, we have to have we have to have something to justify that, and boy, do we start to have the audience to justify that. So I'm going to become a producer. Every single one of you. Hey, Rabbit Girl, you need some milk? Even the haters. Even the haters. I'm so glad that you're here. I love that you love to hate me. Look how beautiful you are, man. And I know that sounds weird. Look how beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're so pretty. I truly do like that the haters are here because one day we will possibly. 
change their mind. They'll, they'll wake up a bit. They'll understand that what they were thinking was, you know, delusional nonsense that maybe they found on, on Facebook or on 8chan, 4chan, something like that. But they can come here and they can talk and they can chat with you guys every single day, two hours a day. We want to go to three. Facebook, 
uh, even 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 engaging with people who don't necessarily see our point of view, because that's important. We have oh, to engage in our shit. democracy. It is so vital. Hey, get off of there! Fucker. And that's why I do this show, and I can grow this audience. Imagine having get 20, off 30, of there, people watching all at once, talking to each other, having these conversations. Making friends, making a community. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. And with your help, I know we can. I know we can. I know we can. Here's what's going to happen today on the show. We're going to have a great interview with Dakota Vaughn Adams. Talking about the Oath Keepers and Stuart Rhodes and his his push to try to push back his trial. But he's going to trial. And Dakota's going to give us what he thinks Stuart is going to do. Whether he's going to cave and take a deal or whether he's going to go all the way. And don't miss that interview. That is next, right after the break. And then after the interview, we have Bonehead of the Week. Me and Gabe go through all the boneheads that you voted for. Because you vote. You decide what we need to do the week. So stick around. Thanks for joining us here on the Tony Michaels Podcast. It means a lot, even though we're banned. We're banned from the tubes of you. Everyone stick around right after this break to go to Vaughn Adams. And then after the next break, Bonehead of the Week. Everyone stick around. We'll be right back. Right after these messages. We'll be right back. Mark 60 Seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. storming the Capitol? Oh, Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Have you been exposed <laughs> to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? Huh? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Here, Hi, I'm jumping Bob in here. And thanks to my new product, Parted Blanket. Huh? I can't get it out of my blender. It's so frozen. It's that. It's just a little bit of, uh, juice from before. Okay, what's it? Joining us again here on the podcast. Divide this up now. I got it. So it's 2,000. 1,000. 1,000. 2,000. This is 2,000 right here. 1,000. Yeah. So when I, when I, when I, you know, when I started with that, I was like, we'll pick up the podcast about that. Get an equal part of mushrooms. Walmart coming with food. It's cheaper than the it's cheaper than the, than the supply mm-hmm. store, and you can order two bags at a time. And they'll bring it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's better. Oh, okay. That way, it's fresher too. It doesn't just sit out and birds get all yeah. in the shit. And it's done. It's probably, it's probably all spoiled. It's fucked up, especially with the rain. With the rain. Yeah. Trumpy, see that little? That's a little boy next to you. Um, 
that, that chicken head. Mm -hmm. his, his, um, but he's actually the same age as Trumpy, the Trumpy Jr., you know? And, uh, oh, Debbie. Who's like three times his size now. What is he growing? T, what, T? No. Um, three T. Huh? Three bad now. Uh, yeah, probably. probably yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, Trumpy was trying to rape him. Mm. <laughs> you got this thing on? And yesterday he was trying. He was trying to rape um, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. You know my tiny cock. Yeah. Hey, where did you put this stuff at? Oh, he's, he's, he's male. He, he, he rapes. He, he rapes males. That's you know, pretty fucked up. What the fuck? He's gay. <laughs> where's, where's, where's the? Um, okay, where's this stuff at? Gay cock. Gay um. There's That's one on paradigm. top of the desk right there, next no, to your good. next to your uh, drink. Oh, is it? And then there, the the box, the rest are in the box down there. Down there on the ground. Oh man, I, you always why do you always why don't you use Let's yours and then come up I, here? I gotta bring you more. Shoot, what are you talking about? Wait, well, well, you're always using mine now. Oh, yeah. I didn't need it till just now. Hey, hey, hey! So don't you you've got some for yourself, yeah, right? Well, you it, fucking man. use it. Well, I didn't spray don't it. Don't use mine up all, oh my all God. of it. I bring it to you. Yeah, all but the you time. use it up. I don't use it all the time. If you didn't like use it up so fast, now. I wouldn't have <laughs> to ask for refill. Come on, don't be so tight. I'm going home. I'll make your, there's your thing and I'm gone. Damn it, where'd it go? Where'd the little uh, fucking drinking flowers go? The, the silver They're things. In, everything's inside the box. Oh, in this box? Yeah. Oh, great. Why did you say that? <laughs> I thought I thought I did. I didn't know. What, I didn't know you meant this box. Because I took everything box. out of this box, and I thought it was empty. Empty. Yeah, that's why I said. It's good for you to be with somebody who's a little bit more organized than you are. Organized. You're not one of the time, man. We both need a damn AI bot. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm looking into it. I'm looking into it, man. I tell you, I'm looking into it. I'm not playing. It's like. This is getting so good out there. The bots are getting so good. I mm -hmm. might as well go with the goddamn times. Look, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight it? Be like, no, I don't want that. And then everybody else is going to have it. And you're, you're going to have no fucking choice. Or you're going to be stuck with fucking, you know, who knows? <clears throat> Trust no one. <laughs> you're too trusting. Too trusting? I mean, I'm, I'm far from trusting. I, I just I just know that, I just know that uh, there's some things that you have to like how to go with, man, or else it's not, you know, I mean, yeah, get left behind. Either get on the bus or, or stay there in the fucking retarded shop. Mm. They love it when you stay. Mm. I love the way that mesquite looks against the mountain. Smashing. Mm -hmm. You take your, your gummy? Near, near, near. Yeah, I did. Those okay. are freaking delish. Have to um have to discipline myself not to not to take 
more than one a day. <laughs> How many did you eat already? What? How many did you eat? Today, one. Cool. I said, look, babe. He knows it's safer in that cage. Look at that. The fucking bird coming Yeah, here. they love that cage, man. <clears throat> All the birds do. I, I brought over um, Henry, the new peacock. I see that. My new peacock. They sit on the outside even on that, on that one, huh? I think, he, I think he likes it and I can, um, you know, engage with him. Yeah during the day more, you know. And also I can see him. It's nice to see him. What would have been cool if, if that shed wasn't there? What shed? Or, or all Which the way. One? That shed right there. Oh, yeah? It's full of junk. Anyways, okay? <laughs> it's, it's really not serving any purpose. It's just throwing all this old shit back in there. And it, it's, it's, there's not hey, much man. in there. I mean, it's That's just a, a good lot of idea. Stuff. That's a good idea. I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I've been thinking about how, like, you know, it'd be nice, nice to be able to see my, to right? be, like, maybe just have a gate, like a see-through gate there or something, so I can always keep an eye on my Half a shed would animals. be great. Yeah. Half a shed. Just, just for the laundry room. That's it. Hmm. What if, uh, yeah, what if we done. dismantled half of that, half of it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, frame it in. Frame this in. This side. And, the, and frame around the corner. And then just just dismantle that side. <laughs> just dismantle this side and use yeah. a piece from this side to put on here and the fucking door, <laughs> the door right up front, and you're done. You give yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I could, I could see it because it's really pretty right there too. It's really pretty, and then I could even you know maybe see the peacocks have like gravitated to the back, and I, I'm not sure because I can't. I'm not watching closely enough to tell, but it's. I thought that the turkeys were kind of like intimidating the, the peacocks a bit. Maybe that's why they're. I mean, they're they're kind of like in the. I mean, uh, <coughs> in the back of the cage. They're ready to end the night, huh? Look, they come. They they're all migrated from in there to out here, pretty much. How many chickens are out there? Like said, stay out there now, in the courtyard. Not many. In the courtyard? Yeah, the courtyard is not many. You know, most of them are, most of them go in the cage, but, uh, yeah, a few of them have gravitated. See those two, those two up there? Mm. Um. They were the ones up there. It was just one cock, and then he got a, a girlfriend's, and then now he looks like maybe he's got, like, two or three girlfriends. Mm. <laughs> Champion. <laughs> oh, hi, Captain Black. I saw him banging the big um, oh, female coach. Right, we'll oh, right. I saw Captain Black banging the female coach, and you know, the big fluffy um, <laughs> gray one. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he bangs that um, one of those fluffy gray ones. They're called cochins. Yeah. I was gonna look that up. Are they a French chicken or something?
Oh, are not good egg layers. They will lay throughout the winter. They come in a variety of colors, <clears throat> including buff, partridge, white, black, blue, and cuckoo. Buff? Is that the gray one? Well known for their abundance of feathers, they just love to eat and may end up becoming very heavy. <laughs> How long does it take for cochinole eggs? As for laying their own eggs, it's essential that the chickens are a slow maturing bird. This means that while the chickens start to lay eggs at around six months, cochinole will not start laying eggs until they're about eight to nine months. Okay, so that explains why they haven't laid. <coughs> what are cochin chickens good for? Use the cochin has been bred personally for exhibition. <laughs> At the expense of productive characteristics. Hi, my gorgeous baby girl. Hi, my love. Hi, little Metatron. Hi, sweetie. How you doing, baby? Thanks for saying hi. Oh, my sweetie pie. Yeah, my love. Okay. Um, it's a good layer of very large tinted eggs and lays well in winter. The hens are good sitters or good mothers and may be used to hatch the eggs of turkeys and ducks. Oh. Okay. Um, what are the top egg-laying chickens? Rhode Island Reds. Plymouth Rock Australorp. Red Star Orpington Spanish. Sussex. Do cochins go broody? How many of the cochins do, do they go broody? As they have no equal. Cochin hens are kind of broodiness and will hatch more than one batch per year if allowed. Even roosters will occasionally brood the chicks. Wow. Though cochins tend to wean the young too soon if they are used to hatch chicks while it is still cold. How you doing, sweetie pie? Okay, let's go back to the um, Tony Michaels show, man. <laughs> you guys are still there. Oh, hi there. Anyway, shout out to the students at University of Arizona and ASU and all the all the students across Arizona. Please write me in, Trista T R I S T A for Arizona State Mine Inspector. Okay. And uh, shout out to KPYT, Pasquayaki Tribal Radio, Yo Eme. I just, it's 100.3. <clears throat> and uh, I've, I have, a long time ago I submitted my um, volunteer paperwork for KPYT. And Gabriel Otero, I need to talk to Gabriel. And um, I'm going to be like an affiliated podcast, okay? They don't have any, whoa, they don't have any, you know, liability or whatever. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that, but I mean, I'm going to be doing the F-bomb, so, you know, maybe in, you know, the, the culture, it's, that's not, it's not cool, but... I'm going to be giving them a shout out anyway, even if they don't uh, only let me like post stuff on their page or whatever, which I'm going to do. It's just like free advertising. 
No, but it's a great way to reach out. You know, just uh, don't be so jaded. Um, no, it's a great best. You know, this is the internet golden age. This is a beautiful time, really, to where we can make connections with anybody. Anybody. You know. Anyway, let's get back to the show, man. We're about 14 minutes into it. That was August 30th. 
September 1st, we got news of more O-Keeper um, um, proceedings, and there was an indictment that was given against Kelly Surreal. Um, Kelly Surreal was not only seemed like Stewart's right-hand gal, but maybe even a girlfriend at some point. But, but the most significant thing is when Stewart was indicted and was detained and arrested, um, she kind of declared herself the leader of the Oath Keepers. Yes, because she's president. An, right, because she, she is actually an attorney. She has represented the Oath Keepers and several other groups, but the Oath Keepers in particular, she is an attorney. Um, but she's been charged with four counts uh, on an, her own indictment. She's the only defendant in this. So she's not uh, drawn into the conspiracy that Stewart's on. The first count is conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Wait, she's taking uh, the, the fall for the other guys. Sounds like that's what's uh, going on. The third count is entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Now, those three charges we've where's seen the on the fucking, other cases. Uh, right? Where's the fucking insurrection charges and sedition? I think is the reason why she's sedition charges. It says uh, uh, account four is obstruction of justice, but the, uh, the the more underlining charge is tampering with documents. Um, that's really bad when an attorney is yeah. tampering with documents. <laughs> that is uh, really hardcore, and I believe I'm not I'm not certain. I haven't looked a lot of her indictments. So is this related to the fake electors push? Well, you know, that is unclear at this point. So um, I'm not sure if this tampering of documents is before or after January 6th. It's very unclear uh, to me where this light lays out. But you had spoke before that you said that um, Stewart believes that this is a ploy by the government to get her to turn. Is that is that your view of it? Yes, and that is... Uh... That is the accusation laid out in his uh, desperate filing to fire his current lawyers, replace them, and then get himself an extension so that his new lawyer can review discovery. Is what they say about the, one of the points is the allegation that the government is filing spurious defend a fool and on shaky ground. <laughs> Would be a good it would be a good term. Uh, indictments on everyone associated with Oath Keepers to make sure that they can apply pressure to sign a deal to everybody on their witnesses list. And I think that having her being indicted on her own indictment um, actually does say that yes, they are looking for her to cooperate. Um, they are giving her leeway by not doing a superseding indictment and bringing her into Stewart and the other Oath Keepers case, um, giving her leeway to cooperate in that form and fashion. I think actually the other thing that is very significant about Kelly Surreal being on her own indictment, too, is she has committed crimes outside of what the Oath Keepers' other indictment, uh, those crimes were committed. Yes. So that's very significant, I think. Um, and I think it's significant in that, that the cooperation, because what is more to me about Kelly Surreal, the story of hers, because when uh, they actually... 
went and served the search warrants, and they actually served the arrest warrants, and they arrested the Oath Keepers, Stewart being one of them. You know, he challenged it. He was in detention in Oklahoma. He tried to go to Texas. They finally sent him to D.C. You know, that was a whole challenge, and I know your family was involved in making sure that he wasn't let out on, like, an ankle bracelet or something because the guy has known history of wanting to evade and, and, and uh, get away from cross even um, international borders to try to to try to escape indictment and criminal charges. He's he's done these things before. I know you've dug the ditches yourself um, for yeah. some of these escape tunnels. So um, um, you, your own hands have done this. So and um, more to the point, he wanted to be released to the supervisory custody of relatives with ties to sovereign citizen activists who spoke at area nation conferences. Right. So white supremacists is what you're saying. Yeah, he wanted to be released to the supervising custody of white supremacists and Oath Keepers supporters with, yeah. Well, and I and I think that's the part of the story of Kelly Surreal because when he was indicted and detained, she almost immediately said, I'm now the leader of the National Oath Keepers, right? Um, the national organization, not the, an individual chapter. And very quickly, right, very quickly she moved away from that. Um, and she said, no, I'm just an attorney. Right? I'm just an attorney. Yeah, just the general counsel. Uh, just the general counsel. I'm not dating Stewart. I think he just wanted somewhere to sleep, which is probably the coldest, coldest public breakup by text I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I will probably see more about that as time goes on. She hasn't responded to me on Twitter when I asked how she dealt with the smell while he was living with her. Oh, really? So you never, you never got a report back? No, she's, she's never, she's, she's never gotten back to me on that. Well, maybe, maybe eventually she'll answer that question. She's got, she seems, she's going to be pretty busy over the next couple of years uh, with this indictment. Uh, but uh, so, uh, but the Kelly surreal story obviously does not end with just her being the acting president and not being the acting president. Something happened. She was active. She was right there in the thick of it because they wouldn't be able to indict her on four counts. If they didn't have some sort of evidence against her. My personal take is that Kelly Sorrell is the bridge or overlap between, and one of the points of overlap between the paramilitary operation on January 6th to delay or disrupt the electoral counting and create cover of chaos in that, and also was involved in the legalistic attempts to overturn the election. In because the, she's an in attorney. Other prongs. Yes. And that's where her association with uh, her association for lawyers with lawyers for Trump is. So she is the connection point between Oath Keepers and other prongs of Team Trump's attempt to overturn the election. In my personal view, we're going to see more about that. I mean, that's that's uh, that's some speculation there, but I think um, it's worth yes, it is. is worth visiting that speculation because we're seeing more and more as we, we watch uh, tapes in Coffee County, Georgia, where people were let into to tamper with the voting machines. Um, you had Tina Peters, a county clerk, uh, now indicted, and now uh, her co-conspirator, it seems, in this act of stealing uh, data and tampering with, actually tampering with voting machines. It's funny, the people accusing people of tampering voting machines, they're actually the ones that were voting, uh, tampering voting machines. How funny is that? But they stopped the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, in a Hardee's drive uh -huh. In Minnesota, and took his phone in the case to do with that. Uh -huh. So I was just, I was just talking about that on Twitter the other day. As all of these, 
militia yahoos and these guys obsess over the feds coming to take them down or being assassinated, being ambushed. Like, Stuart would roll around with a folding stock AK stuck between the center console and the driver's seat of his car so he could pull it out and fire out the window like a bank heist movie. But he would intentionally, frequently put himself in a perfect ambush channel by putting himself in a concrete chute with no escape to get french fries. (laughs) All these guys that Mike Lindell is not going to be the last one stopped in a drive-through. Hardee's is going to be the site of many federal takedowns over the coming years because all of these dudes are paranoid and armed and they think they're badasses because they took it they took a defensive driving course once and learned how to do a, a bootlegger's uh, u-turn and they're all going to put themselves in the concrete vehicular ambush trowel to get their hamburgers and they're just going to get snapped up like that over and over is my well, crystal ball prediction. You know, that that is not a bad prediction, probably. That's a, probably a pretty good one because they like to emulate Trump, and Trump loves fast food. So that is possibly, you know, the connection point there. I think Speaking, Trump might just like fast food because it's a modern conservative thing that they're all obsessed with. It. All they, that's all they, that's all they do is they all, go to, they all go to Hardee's for hamburgers. Right, right. Well, because they got the hot chicks on the commercials, of course. I mean, why wouldn't you eat a Hardee's burger? It tastes so good because of their commercials. But you know what's funny about them emulating Trump is Stewart tried to do this in his last motion. He tried to say, hey, I want a special master. I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know yeah, if he wants Trump to be his special master or what, what? this uh, fetish is with Trump, but really weird. Stewart's classified information that I don't he needs know. reviewed as no evidence in his trial because so my thing is so Edward Tarpley, Edward Tarpley Jr., the guy who was being brought on as the shiny new toy lawyer to replace the tiger lawyers who are not magically getting Stewart's ass out of the fire, he's getting also brief writing advice from a Montana Libertarian Party political leader a lot of ties to white supremacist groups in his youth, uh, Roger Roots. There's a really good political piece about that. And he, uh, I think the call for a special master is Edward Tarpley's brainchild. I predict uh, we're going to see more weird filings with Tarpley fingerprints on them. Because I don't think asking for a special master for no other reason than to emulate Trump is something that Stewart would think of. <laughs> it's the kind of thing he would go along with if somebody else broached it. But I don't think that'd be the kind of thing that Stewart would come up with on his own off the top of his head. So I believe that's a Tarpley idea, which is nothing but to create a popular association with Trump and get in headlines. So it's just a media boy, basically. So we're playing, in the, we're playing, we're playing in the Stewart's hands here, which not that great of hands. I mean, no. to, to, because really, the judge knocked this down and squashed it like a cockroach. Like, this is like special master. What the hell are you talking about? Confused and uh, questioning if the lawyers are acting in good faith. Right. Right. Oh. Right. And I think, and I think that's a detriment to the lawyers' reputation that are actually uh, defending yes. Stewart here and these uh, other uh, January sixth defendants. Speaking of January 6th defendants, the uh, uh, the Cheeto Dust Mobster, the gra- Grandpa Boopy Pants himself, was on Hugh Hewitt's show today. I want to show you this because we have talked about uh, stochastic terrorism 
and what the threat is. And here he is. Now he phones it in. He's not like on video. You know, this guy's probably sitting in just a thousand pounds of Big Mac grease and Cheeto dust here. So it's not like he can, you know, be in front of the camera. That would take hours to get him all, you know, dolled up to get him in front of a camera. But that photo shoot. That impromptu long-range camera photo shoot from the golf course where he and his co-conspirators alleged are wandering around trying to get their stories straight. Um, not one of those men have an ass. Yeah, well, kind of astounding. Great. They're, well, all, they're all strapped into girdles and they all have the ass of Hank Hill. Well, it looks like it looks like they took an, a frog, stood it up, and put pants on it. I mean, is what you're saying. Now, I, I actually had Michael Cohen on um, this week, and we talked about what the hell he was doing on the golf course. And Michael Cohen actually didn't think that that golf course meeting was anything other than Donald Trump trying to figure out how to get a Saudi tournament at this golf course. You know, because he probably owes the Saudis um, some kind of golf tournament. I mean, that's why he traded, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe the unclassified quote-unquote, documents that he declassified with his Big Mac stained hands. I don't know. It's very unclear what that meeting was about, but Michael Cohen did say the sources tell him that he did make, meet with two attorneys, and the reason why he did meet with two attorneys is because he didn't want to be spotted meeting in a law office as some of this defense, uh, legal defense fund um, news is coming down and this grand jury is happening. He doesn't want to appear that he thinks he has criminal exposure, which he most certainly does. But listen to how he makes this call. It sounds so familiar to him. From Donald Trump himself. There was a time in December in 2020 when he knew he was going to lose. The state electors had been certified and he knew that they were going to come to Washington and the Congress was going to have to certify him and Joe Biden was going to be was going to be the president of the United States. So he had to make this piece at all. January 6th is going to be wild, right? And that's why you are such a moment in history because Stuart Rhodes came, the Oath Keepers came, the Proud Boys came, the all his eggs in that basket. That's right. And here he is. Trump. That's right. Well, here he is doing it again. Listen to this on Hugh Hewitt's show today. Listen. You know the old saying, a uh, prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking, if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happens, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. You've always I do. And that's what I want people to understand. That would no not prohibition. take you out of the what arena. That mean? It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems. Big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not, they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. What the fuck does it mean that a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if he wants to? Well, I mean, it means that, that uh, they can get a grand jury to indict anyone for anything uh, based on any evidence whatsoever, which, I mean, it, you know, in, in uh, you know, in context might be true. But in this context, it's not the actual what is actually happening. Right. So I like, know like like in this context, this is not not the prosecution uh, prosec are indicting a ham sandwich. Um, the ham sandwich committed a lot of fucking crimes. And there's a hell of a ton of evidence, just a mountain of evidence that the ham sandwich that we're talking about committed a lot of fucking crime, not just on January 6th, but 
up the lead up to with his election uh, defense fraud um, and now with the classified documents. So and even the election tampering that he did after the election in the states like Georgia. So this ham sandwich has been committing a lot of crime. So it's easy for uh, a grand jury and the prosecutor to indict this ham sandwich in particular. But I think this is so important because you've talked about this before where they really are trying to call on people to commit uh, terrorism. And um, yeah. and we watched this week, not going back to fast food too much, but we watched even someone in a clown wig. I'm not making this up. A clown went into a Dairy Queen and tried to, with a gun, and when he was arrested, he said the reason why he was out doing this is he was undercover and he was trying to make Donald Trump the president king of the United States, whatever the fuck that is, and he was going to kill Democrats and liberals. Now, um, this is all calls from the right wing and from the Trump camp, where they call him the MAGA king, the MAGA king this, the MAGA king that. Donald Trump Jr. is always putting out emails and text messages on this stuff, and then Donald Trump goes on Hugh Hewitt's show today, which in the right wing media is not considered uh, far right like Steve Bannon or anything else. Um, uh, Hugh Hewitt is a mainstream right wing. He's a generic. Uh, right. Hugh Hewitt is vanilla flavor, and right. he is humoring this kind of incitement to violence again. And right. he just kept, you kind of saw in that clip, he was trying to bring Trump back around to you can totally run for president. He's like, yes, but also incitement, inciting a riot. Oh, yeah. Well, he wants to. He's calling on them. And this isn't just him saying, oh, America's, America's going to be pissed. He's saying, all my people out there, all my sheep, you need to be mad if I'm indicted. You need to create this situation. Exactly. Now, here's my opinion, and I've said this the last few months, because Lindsey Graham did this and a few other prominent politicians have said there's going to be riots in the streets, is how they put it. Yeah. My feeling is, and we've talked Fucking about this before, is for there them. will be uh, small pockets of violence, but the, the problem with the midterm and the indictment is where do they go to overturn it? There's no, no one place. Focus. There's right. no lightning rod for violence. It's just putting a generalized call to violence out there that might maybe a space shooter or someone with a bomb will act on. Maybe people know. being drawn by, if there's a well-organized enough push, you could see people drawn by local influencers lower down the right-wing media sphere to attack any Democrat-controlled or not explicitly MAGA-controlled institution. And possibly this would create energy that could be channeled into an attack on the election infrastructure. Oh, yeah, but, but, do you, but do you think... Yeah, but here's the thing. Do you actually think that... Um, the, the paramilitary universe is so tight-knit that they can create somehow in such a form and fashion um, in such a short amount of time um, and, and create this situation where they can almost do another January 6th somewhere? I, I really Probably not another not January 6th, but we'll probably see a bit of targeted violence. I think that's probably where it's going to go is there's going to be just like what happened uh, on the six is there might be back channel communications with explicit instructions uh, that cannot be traced back to people uh further up the chain that's where we've got that weird alleged uh phone call between stewart and the go-between who refused to put him on directly with trump 
one that I suspect to be Roger Stone or Michael Flynn. But you also had the rioters on January 6th and the Oath Keepers Team 2 monitoring Trump's Twitter for oh. things they can interpret as further hey. instructions. And you're probably going to see low-level grifting mob influencers setting themselves up as the interpreter and organizers, interpreters for organizers of the enacting of Trump's will, and then they're going to direct uh, violence against local targets in kind of a cellular guerrilla fashion. We've seen a little bit of that already with the different MAGA groups like Proud Boys and Patriot Prayer uh, storming school board meetings and the and like threatening violence at hospitals and libraries. Right. Well, even over gay, over gay rights issues. Yeah. Right. Well, even Patriot Front going out and marching in the streets and having their little um, line dance kind of, <laughs> which seems weird, but they have these videos that have surfaced on the internet of this what appears to be the line dancing, but they're actually trying to do riot training or something. Yeah, the riot control training. It's really weird. It's well, it's they're pretty raw newbies, and I think that was partially that was a recruiting. It was a, that, that, what, that's what makes the color guard in the background make sense. All the guys standing around with the flag, because that was partially yeah, recruiting a propaganda video that was meant to be disseminated on darker corners of the internet or shown to prospective recruits. And so they had to go kind of low power on the sparring element to make it look good. Right. But I talked about this on my little tiny, barely existent live stream a while ago. Which, which, everyone, which everyone should go follow, by the way. We'll get, we'll get into a shameless plug here soon. But the, uh, there, there are videos you can look up on YouTube, uh, especially the U.S. Marine Corps and the very sophisticated uh, South Korean military police uh, riot training, riot control training drill that very clearly demonstrates what they're building up towards and everything they're training for. Um, once you are well-practiced enough at it, is a legitimate tactic for fighting a very large crowd of angry people and also shows that Patriot Front is betting heavily on being on the side of or operating with the backing of the police and the local government when they go out to crush protests. <laughs> which which is kind of funny because they've actually been arrested and found in the back of, you know, they, they've been found sweaty in the back of the hot U-Hauls uh, all around the country and even, again, been detained and arrested for it. But you did bring up... Yes, right, right, which is... Uh, local police have let them go with no charges multiple times in the past if they attacked bystanders under cover of uh, smoke grenades during their marches. Right, well, and we'll see what happens with this Patriot Front and some of these other obscure groups. Um, you know, I call them the Plastic Shield Brigade because that's kind of what they are. But I want to go back to what you said about the, um, the communication on uh, Oath Keepers on January 6th. Because today, the January 6th committee, and they seem to be signaling uh, about Stewart's trial and the Oath Keepers trial here. Because Stewart's trial is uh, in just in a few weeks, but the, the Proud Boys trial is put off until December um, so it seems like January 6th is kind of, um, you know, taunting uh, uh, about the trial that is going to happen here in the next Keeping it fresh in everyone's minds, right? A voice to it, like this god awful shortling that we get from the walkie, from the walkie talkie oh, yeah. audio intercepts. Right, and that's what I'm going to show here. So let's show this video of the walkie talkie. 
And then uh, let's talk about what is in this, because it's kind of confusing what they're saying. But let's let's listen here. CNN just said that they evacuated all members of Congress into a safety room. There's no safe place in the United States for any of these motherfuckers right now, let me tell you. I guess they understand that we are not joking around. Military Principle 105, Military Principle 105, cave means grave. Trump just tweeted, please support our Capitol Police, they are on our side, do not harm them. That's saying a lot about what he didn't say. He didn't say not to do anything to the congressman. <laughs> well, he did not ask him to stand down. He just said, uh, stand by the Capitol Police. They are on our side and they are good people. So uh, it's getting real down there. I got it on TV and it's um, it's looking pretty friggin' radical to me. CNN said that Trump has egged this on, that he is egging it on. And that he is watching the country burn two weeks before he leaves office. He is not leaving office. I don't give a shit what they say. We are in the mezzanine. We are in the main dome right now. We are rocking it. They're throwing grenades. They're freaking shooting people with paintballs. But we're in here. Be safe. Be safe. God bless and Godspeed and keep going. Get it, Chess. Do your shit. This is what we fucking lived up for. Everything we fucking trained for. Okay, Dakota. Okay, Dakota. So, so there's several things. There's a lot to pick apart here. Um, first off, who's Jess? Do you do you know who no, Jess? I don't. I don't know who any. Of, I don't know okay. many people. I should well, familiarize myself more with the stack. But yeah, well, I didn't. I just didn't know if there was like a particular reason why someone called out Jess. But I want to go back to another thing that someone said in the very beginning. They talked about 105, 105 military, yeah. 105 cave and grave or something. What the hell is that? What, I can't find that shit anywhere in military. Uh, there's, a, there's documents on uh, evidence gathering for a trial. Are you guys still there? And that's 105 on the list in that, but I can't find whatever list of military principles they're referring to is something uh, informal that's not indexed by Google because I can't find references to it anywhere and it doesn't sound familiar to me at all from any of the tactical shit that I was around when I was growing up. Um, so this isn't meaning, something like yeah. well-known in Oath Keeper's land. It just sounds like this guy saying some bullshit. It could thinking? be like their equivalent of like when people first started talking about. Trying uh, to sound like they're they're knowledgeable. Like, pretending like rule number thirty-four was part of a vast list of established rules for the internet. Like I think he might have just made that shit up off the top of his head <laughs> and made it sound like it was from. Like a. Military uh, list of military principles. <laughs> That's much larger. And then he kind of laughed like, uh, like one, of the, one of the characters from the Mass Effect games has that exact same laugh. That's kind of disconcerting. You know, it, it, people in the audience will know which one. It's just, uh, so yeah, these guys, uh, well, very clearly, uh, caught themselves out on audio that their intention was to harm or kill members of Congress, that they thought they had Trump's blessing as long as he didn't explicitly order otherwise, right. that they were keeping an eye on his Twitter to see what he was telling the mob, which, like I said previously, uh, demonstrates that communications between them and anybody else in the uh, coup conspiracy chain of command 
had been severed on the day of to preserve the viability right. and that they were just relying on Twitter. So, so, so this is the same, his Twitter account is basically the same thing he just did on Hugh Hewitt. I mean, yes, there, people are going to be looking to it for cues and clues on how to act. And the messaging that they're getting is go nuts if I'm indicted. And then we'll see if he starts painting a specific target. Right. He could be in secret. He already did. Biden, FBI. But your fucking government does absolutely nothing as usual. As it heats up on him, he could call and make these these little cat calls uh, for these terrorists to create acts in these particular... Thanks for joining us. Tony Michaels. for tuning in to the Christopher Gabinetta show and thanks for 10,000 it's like 10.7 now almost 10 11,000 11k listeners listeners on just this podcast so thank you for that and thank you for the 10,000 followers across other social media I do TikTok videos every day that I post also on two Instagram accounts, two TikTok accounts, I mean two Twitter accounts, two Facebook accounts, Reels, Insta Reels, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts. So, um, and I lobby the uh, Justice Department every day, and through branches of government. You're welcome. edition of Bonehead of the Week. We are in some sort of parallel universe where Gabe Sanchez is here, but he's not here. It's, I think it's called recording is what it is. It's you a guys, Soros feature. Yes, it is. AI. AI Gabe is what this is. No, I'm just kidding. We're recording this in advance, but um, you guys know that because you voted early this week. We had the poll out on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. On Twitter, you can vote there. You can also vote for us here on YouTube at the Tony Michaels Pod. So if you are over on the Midas Touch Network channel, come over and follow us on Tony Michaels Pod. Watch us live, Bone Head of the Week, every single Friday in the second hour. And if you're on the Midas Touch Network right now, go ahead and click that subscribe button there as well. Welcome to Bone Head of the Week. No matter where you're watching, it is all recorded this week. What? That's okay. Gabe's got important deep state bunker work to do, I think. Look, is what it, is what's going on? Deep, 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 deep state, deep underground, deep underground bunker work. Deep. 
So like, Sor- yeah, Soros what? has me on a, on a special just a tip, mission. like all the way. All the all way. way. All all okay, good. Just all, okay, all good, good, good. Well, we have, we have a bunch of... <laughs> the dick talk. We have a lot of dicks to get to uh, this week at Bone End of the Week. Who's our contestants here, Gabe? Holy moly. We got I some, know. We got some fucking boneheads here. <laughs> we got Mike Lindell. Holy shit. Senator the Lindsey Graham. Graham. Yeah. Rudy Kaludi. My hair is draining. Giuliani. Grandpa Farty McSharty. Giuliani, <laughs> as I call him. Yeah. What a great set of boneheads this week. <laughs> we, have, we also have a special <laughs> alpha cuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a dishonorable mention. He's pretty much always a dishonorable mention. Yeah. Just yeah, sometimes yeah. other people work their way up ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's they kind of... Yeah. yeah. He's, he's only hateable. usually just like by a smidge of like, ah, oh, this guy is even more right. of an asshole. Right. Because this guy every week could be on this oh, list yeah. or DM Alpha Gag. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy... Everybody hates him. Like, yeah. Everybody. I mean, I think even his daughters hate him. Right. His dog has to definitely... Oh, yeah. And the cat hates him even worse. But let's get to our, our original contestants. Rudy Kaludi, Grandpa Barty McSharty, Rudy Giuliani is on the list, Gabe. Did he say something about September 11th? Is that why he's on the list this week? Is that yeah, what's you know, going on? America's mayor said that uh, September 11th was one of the greatest, I think is what he said, it was one well, of the yeah. greatest moments of his life. Yeah, well, I remember. I actually think, I actually it's definitely a take. It's definitely a take. He's something. He's something. Uh, when he says, when he says that uh, it's the best day and the worst day, and I remember this, uh, this video because he said this on September 11th, right? He was being interviewed um, of course, uh, they were talking about September 11th. Uh, let me see if I can uh, find this great piece of tape. I'm like, I, I, I imagine that weird. But when, when I heard Rudy say this, I was like, oh, this is, is this like Charles Dickens? Like, it was the best of times. It was the first. <laughs> like Rudy Giuliani just giving. I think it was OAN that he was on or something like that. Wow, he was giving the interviews. Networks. Oh, looky here, we got the tweet here. It's actually from our page, the Tony Podcast. Um. You can follow us at the Tony Michaels Podcast because we bring you the breaking news. There, we hold the media accountable. Mm, Rudy Giuliani describes 9-11 as the greatest day of his life. That was, I, I think I wrote that. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that was the right yeah, you, yeah, you wrote that. Yeah, it looks like my account. What are you trying to say? What are you no, trying no, no. To say? I mean, I probably would have said the same thing. Oh, okay. You know? Just maybe not the eye or something? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would have been like that awkward, like... Yeah, that face. could be. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he looks like here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The smashed face, the drunk face. But, of course, you see the live shot of the Freedom Tower here, um, where the Twin Towers once stood. So, it, it's and this is September 11th, so I think they're probably going to be asking him about... Oh, they're going to ask him about September 11th. He's going to say something stupid. Let's mm-hmm. listen. I mean, I guess the best way to describe it is it the worst day of my life. Yeah. And in some ways, you know, the greatest day of my life. What? My city, huh? my country, my family. I mean, I, what in the fuck? It was uh, the worst day of his life. I mean, I completely understand that, right? Yo, oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was a, it was the country's right. worst day. It's like easy, when he says, it's easy yeah. to say that. It's easy to say that September 11th, even if you weren't in New York, like, whoa, that was one of the worst days yeah. of our country's modern. I history. mean, I remember where I was when the when when the plane hit the tower. Where were you? Where were you? 
I was going to school and then we were, everyone was at school. And then it was a lot of people that I remember that my classmates were really worried because I had a couple friends, their, their parents worked in the Sears tower, which oh, is now wow. known as Will's tower. Right. But they were one of the, oh, we're evacuating. We're doing this. So, I mean, nobody had class pretty much like you went from class to class and it was just like a, we're not going to do anything kind of thing. Like it was one of those moments where I will never forget. And I'm sure you will never forget. No, I, 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 well, I'll tell you that. Um, so I, I was in the Midwest. So there's not a lot of tall buildings. I mean, right. you know, the tall building to us is like three or four stories. You're like, well, that's a big ass building. But I mean, we didn't have tall buildings. So when I heard this, I was sitting in art class. I remember it. Um, and the, the, the kid that said it out loud, he's actually passed away now. But I remember him saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember it exiting his mouth. He said, yeah, they flew those planes into those towers. Now, when you're in the Midwest, there's there's towers, but they're like cell phone and radio towers, right, right? Right, right. There's not big, tall buildings. So what I thought was, like, a little bitty plane flew mm-hmm. into one of those towers when he said it originally. And we started to talk about it. He said, no, no, the ones in New York, the uh, the, the twin towers. So th- that's when we were like, whoa, what the hell? And our art teacher turned it on the radio because we didn't have a TV in right. the classroom. So she oh. turned it on the radio. And like about, uh, it wasn't much long after that when the, the, the plane flew into the Pentagon. Um, and we listened to that recording live on the air, on the radio. Um, and I remember that so vividly. The reason why is because the assistant principal's office, her office was very close to the art room. And um, when that news broke, you could hear her exit her office very fast. She was very erratic. And she was screaming, running down the hall, we're being attacked, we're being attacked, we're being attacked. Because, um, you know, the first and second tower, there's a lot of speculation. But when the Pentagon right, had been hit, everyone really that was the thing that everyone really knew yeah that wow this really is this is real this is something really they're attacking our country no they're not just attacking new york no one could do that that was a fucking inside job way of life yeah. and they're terrorists and they're i mean even the people that were in new york who were there downtown in right Manhattan didn't even know what was going on at the time like you know because it was so quick you know that the first plane entered everyone was like wait well, what's going on you know and then, you know, then later everyone would see in the second plane and be like, oh, shit, okay, something's going on. Right, exactly. And it is one of those things that even for the people that were there, you know, didn't know. I mean, let alone us in the Midwest at the time, we were like, we don't really know. We don't understand. I mean, I think I've, we caught some of, like, the Today Show where they covered it moments later. And they're like, holy shit, like, what's right? What's going on? Well, because that day, I mean, um, you know, it, it kind of continued on that day. Um you know, because it wasn't just that moment. It affected the entire country forever, really. I mean, we're yeah. still paying some of those for some of those things then. Yeah, and we're we still did, you know, paying for uh, then, fucking treason by the Bush cabal. But I mean, um, can I lock them up too. I had a history class, and he was one of the only teachers that had cable TV in his room. Um, lucky him. But um, he had the news on, and we actually watched. Um, one of the towers fall on live TV, which is really weird, Um, especially for a bunch of country bumpkins who, some of them had never even seen 
that big of a building in real life and to watch one of them fall on live tv was something was really you know something and we couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be there um you know and i think um now some of the things that we know about the first responders about the 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 cops the firefighters um who were there and you hear some of those stories and it's it's heartbreaking so to hear rudy giuliani even utter the words because i know what he's saying here he's saying it was great for me and my political right right i became america's mayor i was the one you know, I mean, like, he's also the guy that was like, I never saw Hillary Clinton down there in the rubble. And there's literally a photo of Hillary Clinton and next With to him. him. Right. They were there together. Wow. Right. So obviously, you know, he politicizes it and, and tries to use that as political, like, collateral and clout and say, I was the one who helped rebuild a city that was attacked from something that is unforgettable. He was on his way out anyways. Oh, yeah, well, well, the other thing, too, that up. I think... What an evil fuck he is. You know, because... Everyone was like, oh my god, Rudy Giuliani is so great, right? Oh. the mayor, and he did, you know, you there guys, was this sense in our country that this disaster had happened, and it happened Hoping to us as Americans. The high I mean, we were all together in this. The same way you would expect that we would have came together during the pandemic, but it was the opposite. Right. Um, you know, we, we should have came together. We should have said this is a national crisis. It is killing thousands of Americans. And we should all band together to prevent this death from happening, even if our enemy is some invisible virus and not, a, a, you know, a, a, an ideology that has infected people's minds that are willing to commit violence on us, like ideology is affecting terrorists in our country now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we watched this week as a guy dressed in, with a clown wig and a safety vest goes into a Dairy Queen and he's going to kill Democrats and liberals and make Donald Trump the president king of the United States. Okay. I'm not making that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> that is under real. Undercover. Right. Undercover. Right. There's a lot of air quotes today, but that's what they are. <laughs> well, uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, they're actually used correctly here. But yeah, undercover to, to bring Donald Trump back as the king. And, you know, I know that we joke about it all the time, but I mean, like, it's also the language that they use, whether it was January 6th, it was Don Jr. It's any of their like marketing or ways that they'll send you emails or texts that it's like, hey, make sure to donate to the MAGA king, Donald Trump. You say it enough times and people believe you. That's the way that this person should be referred to. So like you've got a crazy guy in clown that go clown, you know, uh, costume or mask that goes into a Dairy Queen, a fucking Dairy Queen, like where you go get a blizzard, right? And he goes in there with guns. And, you know, tries to, like, of all places, Dairy Queen's going to be the place that he's going to reinstate Trump. It's weird. That is the insanity. I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Just like it doesn't make sense to fly planes in the buildings. Right. Right? And a lot of people are going to say, oh, Tony and Gabe, you're being assholes comparing those terrorists to MAGA supporters. Um, I don't think it's too far of a stretch, folks. Yeah. I don't think it's too far of a stretch. When when you watch that they're, they're the ones shooting up schools. And not only are they believing in it, the delusion of it, but they're acting it out in violent ways, like an insurrection, like going to an FBI headquarters with a staple gun and a, and, and a, and a firearm, like going to Dairy Queen with a firearm. And these, these instances keep happening. They keep threatening online. And, and you have the actual leaders, the politicians making tapes of themselves saying this stuff. It sounds familiar. It sounds like... Um, What's that group that flew planes in the buildings? I'm just saying right. that, that it is the same. It doesn't matter if 
if you're if it's a different religion, if it's yeah. a different country and you're a different race, it doesn't matter. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. And we should be vigilant. And fuck Rudy Giuliani. To be quite honest. He can yeah. fuck all the way off. I mean that was I mean, him saying that was incredibly disgusting. And so so uncalled for. Because like, you know, then you gotta think how do the families feel, right? All right. of the people that experience trauma from the from those that they lost, or survivors that have trauma and PTSD, the people, right. or, or even the first responders, his comment is so uh, so Creepy. gross and disgusting and violent. It's good for me politically. It made me right. who I am today. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. You can you can feel that, Rudy. You're not supposed to say that quiet part out loud, dummy. Right. Speaking of people who say the quiet part out loud. Holy shit! Mike Lindell cannot shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh boy, he cannot shut up. Um, um. <laughs> so we know now that he was he was stopped at a Hardee's drive-through. Yeah, he was and getting them, whatever took burger. His fucking you know, you know. This is the question. I've got this question from people. They're like, "Well, is it the same cell phone that he had two years ago?" That doesn't make sense. I'm like, "Look, you know when you go get an iPhone and you buy a new iPhone." You know the procedure. You do yeah. a backup on the old phone, mm-hmm. and you download that to the new phone, just yeah. like you did the last three times. So all the last three cell phones are all now on that phone. That right. is how it works. Yeah. This, that is how it works. I mean, the only difference is they're just milestones. It's like, all right, here's all the terrible things that I did or said here. Here's, here's all the times I committed on my iPhone 9. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the 10. And the 11. And each part, it shows you phase by phase of how I was a, a traitorous, uh, right. terrible human. On which iPhone? Yeah, yeah. But it still has all the money involved. Right. <laughs> through, through his different, he became a better treasonous piece of shit as the phones got better. It's, yeah. it, it is true. They were better at, at, at plotting a coup as they got newer additions of the iPhone. But uh, that's what my first thought was, is of course it's the old iPhone because that's the first thing you do. I mean, literally, Mike Lindell would have to chuck his old iPhone into yeah. the ocean and then and then go get a brand new iPhone and start from scratch. But he couldn't do that, Gabe, because he's running like 35,000 businesses right. from that's this what he one says. iPhone. That's, that's, what he, that's what he said last nope. night. Peter, no it doesn't, phone. doesn't make a lot of sense, though. When you, I mean, when you begin to fact check and say, hey, is there any truth to what you're saying? I mean, look. I can only trust Mike Lindell as far as, or, or, or as comfortable as his pillows are, which obviously, as anyone knows, are fucking giant. So they're not very, not very comfortable. So I don't trust the guy, right? But when he was talking last night, he started saying some things. I was like, oh, wait, I remember that name. Or, oh, wait, I remember. Uh, that sounds familiar, right? And he started talking about Tina Peters and some other people that were on this document as other fucking co-conspirators. Right. Well, I've got, so, I've got video evidence here that he's got more than one phone. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is the best uh, to date. Mm-hmm. This is the best Mike Lindell content that exists anywhere on the Internet is this video right here. Uh, for all of you who don't know, which if you haven't seen this, where the hell have you been sleeping underneath right. my pillow? Uh, this is uh, we figured it out. This is in a courtyard in San Diego, right? Yeah, that's what, hotel. That's what that's I. Hotel. That's what some people commented on the video when I shared it. Okay, so if you look here, this right here, this little this feller here, who um, <laughs> looks like Michael Lindell. How is he so recognizable even from the back? He just has that like a blockhead. You know? Is that what it is? I just feel like he just has that. 
you don't need to see him from the front to just know, no. like, ah, that's that's Lindell vibes right, right there. Right, right, It really does look like he even sleeps on one of his shitty pillows uh, just by his posture and stuff in the chair. But you can see here he's got a phone that he's talking into. But on the table, Gabe, there's another phone there. Right. So that the guy's one, got two. So he doesn't have one. He's got one and another one. Right. He's got two in this video, at least. So this I mean, is, this is, this is simple yeah. math. Anyone can do this math and follow along. One. Well, one. I mean, besides two. people who can't count votes. And right. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know. But let's watch, because there's a surprise in this video for people who haven't seen it. Now, everyone who has seen it. You're not gonna you're not gonna be sad because this is the greatest content yeah. that the internet can possibly produce here. So we can watch this every day. I still love this video, so watch. You were two patriots? No oh, I'm sorry about that. So he's live on TV, right? Yeah. So he's talking live. Just like, like we do. Why would you not do this? You're in a you're in a hotel courtyard. Why would you not do this in your actual room? Well, I mean, it depends on what the room's like and what you did the night before. I mean, you know, okay. Who knows? Who knows what the, what the condition of, of Mike Lindell's room is? But of all places, I mean, a public courtyard. It's already noisy enough. I mean, I get that he's got the AirPods in, but like, come on, man. Come on, you really think that this mustache Mussolini has any kind of brain to realize that he probably yeah. shouldn't do it in a public courtyard? But Gabe, there's something else about this video. Yeah, it's not just in a public courtyard. Now, he is in a public courtyard. Watch this. Watch this. Keep fighting, man. Keep fighting. Don't don't let the lip tarts. Call your name. Um, Gabe, does he have pants on? Looks like he's either wearing shorts or underwear. That is boxers. boxers. Yeah. The dude, the dude didn't even put pants on to go in the court. This is a typical routine that you would find uh, working from home, right? During the pandemic and when you're in quarantine, you have meetings, boom, right. business from Gabe the top. Does not, Gabe you know, does not wear pants on yeah, the show. I don't wear pants. Right now, I got a shirt. And I'm just nothing underneath, you know? <laughs> so, but, but I mean, for those right, watching, we're not in a court. Like I'm normal. Right, exactly. We are not That's in a the court. difference. <laughs> I will do that in the privacy of my own home. Right. I will not do that onto others in a public right. courtyard at a hotel. You're saying you won't do a tubing on the, on the, uh, on the no, tube? No, no, no tubing, no, no lubing. Definitely not in public. Yeah. And no Lindellen in no. the courtyard. Now, there's more, there's more than just this thing, because he got his phone seized. Which one am I looking at here for the, uh, I think it's the second one here, is the, is where he went on, what's it called, Lindell TV? What is this, Frank's okay, so speech? I can't figure out what the fuck this is. Frankspeech.com okay. is the, is the umbrella, okay? And on Frankspeech.com, oh, he's got Lind Lindell TV, okay? Lindell TV is the TV network. Then, so that's not the show. Nope, 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 not the show. And oh. then... He's got the Lindell Report. Now, that is a show. Okay, so it's Frank Speech <laughs> TV. Lindell TV. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Frank, so Frank Speech Frank Speech Speech com. Lindell TV, the Lindell Report. So you just, just got to come down a little bit there. So where, do you, where do you watch this garbage? Because you watched it so we don't have to. Right, yeah, yeah. You can watch it at frankspeech.com. So you're welcome. No, don't don't go. Whatever you do, don't go. You probably there. would be able to find this stuff on Rumble.com as well, but the main source of this content is on FrankSpeech.com. Well, here's the thing. 
You can just go subscribe to the Tony Michaels podcast on Twitter, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned there. We will try to bring you the relevant crazy-ass Frank Lindell clips. That way you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Um, but here is... And this is a little different clip than what most people are watching. This is one you posted mm-hmm. on Twitter, but I think this, this is him. This is him starting the story off. This is like, oh yeah, we're driving through Iowa, coming back home, or whatever. It was hunting, and this is when he gets to the whole like how he was or where he was confronted when they found out that he was criming. Yeah. Well, they didn't find out. They just went to get the evidence that he yeah, was criming. Because yeah. that's the real thing here that, that these fucks aren't really talking about is. They're like, you can't take a cell phone. It's illegal. But no, it's not. Not when they have probable cause. What are you talking right. about? If they, they have probable FBI. cause, based on the evidence they have to say, hey, look, crimes were committed. It's the same bullshit that people say, oh, President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago should have been raided. Well, it turns out that a federal judge said, oh, yeah, this actually does make sense and you should act on it right now. So I will sign off on this warrant. And that's what people need to realize. You know what? I'm just thinking this. So if if the FBI can go and they have probable cause that you committed crime on your cell phone and they can have probable cause to go get it, rather you're convicted and I didn't convict or not, as long as they have probable cause to get it, they get it. Don't you think they could do that same thing with documents, maybe? Even if they're your documents? Yeah. You you probably doesn't own them. Right. If you did, but hypothetically, right. say you own documents like you owned a cell phone, mm-hmm. and you committed crime with those documents. Couldn't you go get those documents, even though you didn't? Yeah, just saying. Just saying. Let's listen to um, the my pillow Nazi, Mustache Mussolini, talk about how he took his cell phone. We go through a Hardy's drive-thru. You go around America and are just fucked. We pull through the drive-thru to take the order. Everyone knows how a drive-thru works. Yeah, but I don't know. Actually, up until this point, I didn't know how a drive-thru worked. <laughs> but thank you. Like, that's I mean, he literally, he literally is telling us how a fucking drive-thru works. Yeah, everyone, everyone pretty much knows how a fucking drive-thru works, Mike. What are you talking about? Why are you explaining? This is a 1940s. Oh my God, This is, so there's a, there's a line that's painted. It goes around the building. There's some doors that you can walk through, but there's these main two windows, typically, right. that you'll go and talk there's to someone. There's a pay window yeah. and a food window. See, and the other thing, too, she, they got to be on a certain side of the building. Right. So that way, you, the driver, because you're on, you're mm-hmm. obviously, let me explain how how we drive on a certain side of the car. Jesus Christ, this guy's like, pull up and she's just pull ahead, you know, because they have to make the order in order to put the Yeah, no shit. Pull ahead. <laughs> He's been around the block so much he knows well, how to drive I was going to say, yeah, he, he's been around the block that has the drive through He's been around the drive through He knows how this works. He puts the order in. She had to go away and put up the order, and then we move forward. This is the kind of content you expect from Lindell TV, explaining how... The drive-through works. Okay, so he's got to so be he's in, in the drive-through. And the car cuts in front of me. Now we're at that part of the story. Jesus, Mike, stop doing crack. Crack is bad. Crack is whack. Honey, I said, um, that's either a bad guy or it's, it's FBI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's either a 
it's either a bad guy game or a good guy. Yeah. Is, is that what he's saying? I mean, he, there, is there any it, other? There's no I mean, there's, neutral. Yeah. Guys. There, there is no other. It's either the person who wants to commit some crime because maybe I did something, maybe I owe my dealer money. Who knows? Right. Or it's the people that are, you know, uh, supporting justice and democracy. The good guys. The ones who are fighting to make sure that people don't break the rules or the laws or try to, I don't know, invalidate an election and overthrow a government. Just think of Just cooing a little. Yeah, just a uh, uh, small, uh, small little coo. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I said that straight up. We go through a tables 
uh, with very spotty people. Like it was not very, it was it wasn't very filled at all. Right, and, and as as it went on, as they played this fifteen minutes over and over and over again, again, less and less. And yeah, less. yeah. And not only that. But they did not really feed anyone. They didn't provide meals. I think they had some like complimentary like continental breakfast type snacks or whatever. Some mints. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, we wasted. We spent all our money on this 15 minute video that we're gonna play again and again and again, and we're not gonna on a table and a video. That's what they. Do. I don't know. I mean, the the irony of having a cyber symposium, but also. Not knowing how to work computers at said cyber symposium <laughs> is uh, when you're supposed to be collecting evidence or right. whatever they were doing. When you're like, oh, we got all this fraud. Now, Tina Peters here, she doesn't know how to work computers. She even had to steal, allegedly steal a batch to, yeah. in, in, to get some information off a voting machine. She actually mm-hmm. tampered, which yeah. is what they accuse everyone else of doing yeah. they actually intentionally tampered with voting machines she's one of them um and she, it, well let's just watch this and we'll, we'll talk yesterday i got an order from the secretary of state that she was going to invade my elections department today and guess what when i was on a plane to come see you kind folks and to talk to you out there guess what they did they provided a search warrant and raided my office <gasps> This sounds familiar. Uh, I, I love the invade word. Yeah. They invaded. They raided. Also, they gave you a fucking heads up. Right. They told you we're coming. We're coming to in. I. What? Why the word invade? You know, I, I, I get know. they wanna they wanna say raid. Like I right. get that. Like I'm not against saying. You know, some people are like don't call it a raid. That's just playing right. into the right wing. Like, and it's a fucking raid. Yeah. Well, like, go look up the fucking definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serving a search warrant, a rating, and come on, come on, you're 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 picking you're picking it, it picky shit. But invade, like you're like you're invading yeah. a country on the beaches or something. I don't know. What you're yeah, it's not. Yeah. Does, doesn't she look like the Karen that would yell and scream because she got two less slices of a, of ham? At oh the yeah. She, she yeah. She I. Totally I'm pretty sure that she would be board. someone that would totally throw yeah, a fit. bunch of racist shit and throw them. Oh, well, there's actually more to it. We'll keep going, but there's, okay, there's actually more to that type of reaction. Okay, let's let's play. We don't know what they were doing in there because for <laughs> several hours they wouldn't even let my chief deputy clerk, who is the acting clerk for Mason County, when I'm absent, would not even let her observe what the Secretary of State and Dominion were doing in my office. Alone for several hours in the voting room. Alone. Who is the lady who is narrating? I don't I don't know. That's our job. Okay, lady, yeah. don't interrupt my I video. Don't, don't, I like how she also goes, we don't know what they were there for. Yes, we do. Yeah, we you know do. why they were there. You schemed to commit <laughs> election fraud. You stole. Because what? What is? Data. What is the story? Because they're not going to tell us here exactly right, what right, they right. did. The so, crime that they committed. So the what story, is allegedly yeah. the crime that they? So the story goes like this, and uh, it's a it's a bitchin' story. Let me tell you. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. This in, in in yeah. So if we can go back just a, a step here. The search warrant that Mike Lindell got served at Hardee's. It's a probe. Okay. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. Yeah. Say that again. The search warrant that Mike Lindell got served <laughs> in a Hardee's drive-through. That this. is fantastic. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's because they wanted the contents of his phone as they were part of a larger investigation into a Colorado election security breach. Now, Tina Peters 
is a county clerk, Mesa County clerk from Colorado. Now, in, in the warrant, uh, the probe is looking into conduct involving Tina Peters, Conan James Hayes, Belinda Nicely, Sandra Brown, uh, Sharona Bishop, Mike Lindell, and or Douglas Frank, among other co-conspirators, known or unknown to the government. The reason they're looking into this is because Tina Peters and the rest of the Stop the Steal people orchestrated, or I guess allegedly orchestrated a plan that involved Conan James Hayes pretending to be this IT tech worker in order to copy the Mesa County voting machine software. So wait, you were saying, you're saying that they, they, they lied about someone being someone else. They went in and they tampered with these machines in order to get a copy to give to right. who? But it's not only that. Tina Peters is the person who stole the uh, the local IT consultant's badge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying not only did they pose as someone, but they didn't just happen upon this badge. Yeah. Like they, you know, they actually stole it. From I mean, they, stole, they, they stole it. It was, I believe the charges also are stolen identity in impersonating someone is amongst the she's got like 10 criminal charges three misdemeanors and seven felonies this does not sound good for tina p yeah. so that tina. that is that is Poor why tina. Well, i mean like you said you're gonna hear more and more of her name over the next few months because this thing is fucking bananas right. right right well let's let's see what she else she they claim here let's see if the narrator kicks in here again along with no one that knew anything about elections watching what they did but they did do this Is she saying the Secretary of State doesn't know anything about elections? Isn't the Secretary of State the, like, the head? But also, if 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 you have the FBI searching your office for stuff, invading, 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 if you have the FBI invading your office because you committed a crime, I'm pretty sure they're going to send the right people in. That know they don't need to know anything about elections. They need to know if they're coming in to grab any computers, like tech people. Uh, they're going to be dusted for fingerprints. They're looking for specific documents, right? Because these, the things that were stolen from the Dominion voting machine, were then spread online, which found its way to the cyber symposium via Mike oh, Lindell. Wait a second. So you're saying that the information that the person who is sitting on stage right here in the cyber symposium, mm-hmm. the information she stole, they they kind of, in some way or fashion, brought it to this thing? Yeah. And they actually, in public, committed crime? Are you kidding me? Do you really think that MAGA Republicans and Trumpletites, that these America First Nazis would do such a thing, Gabe? This is a, quite an accusation. So, stupidity and boneheadedry here. They <laughs> all those names that I listed that were in there as co uh, the connection there, nice if we turn. connect the different pl- the dots here. So, also, it should come as no surprise that the guy that pretended to be the, the tech, right, the, the, uh, the tech worker, the Conan James Hayes, he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, and also has ties to Mike Lindell. Oh, Douglas Frank, who is also listed in this list of conspiracies. This is where he gets the, the Frank speech. You know, I thought about, I, I don't know, I thought about that when I was, when I was kind of doing the research on this, but... Douglas Frank reportedly passed along that information about the scheme to Lindell, who was already spreading election lies about Dominion voting machines. So now you tie in the guy, the woman who planned it, you tie in the guy who pretended to be the tech worker, you tie in the guy who passed off the information, and then you tie in Mike Lindell, 
who's holding the cyber symposium, it already is going, you know, as a batshit crazy conspiracy theorist to say that the election was rigged. Now you're tying all of these people together. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those communications were on a cell phone that was seized. And already? <laughs> well, you know, the other thing, too, is it sounds like uh, having a, a shitty uh, setup here and not preparing food and having, you know, a, a great symposium as opposed yeah. to the shit symposium that threw on for 50 million. Seems like 50 million was spread somewhere else, possibly. Let's listen to the end of this video. After several hours, they allowed my chief deputy to come in and they go, oh, look at this. Look, look, see, we found this, this, this. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did, but I can tell you that I don't trust them. Oh, boy. This sounds very familiar. This sounds very familiar. It does. And it was a year earlier. <laughs> this this type of... Wait, are you, saying, are you saying there's a pattern here? It's almost like when somebody like the FBI conducts a search of a, of a, a place, a home, or an right. office, they remove a person who might be, I don't know, a conflict of interest, who might also have the inside knowledge, who might want to, I don't know, disrupt the flow and take something when someone's not looking. You mean they're not going to let the criminals stand in the room while they're trying to find the crime that they committed? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. They should always raid someone at a Hardee's. I'm just yeah. saying. This should there be should a be, law that we uh, should pass. It only happens. And maybe in Arby's. Uh, maybe, maybe in Arby's. Maybe in Arby's. Uh, maybe. Uh, we got, what is it? We got the meat. We got the meat. Take their way to right to vote. Um, so this video here is from the Cyber Symposium. Right. I'm going to play and it real quick, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Stay away from the uh, second uh, my election. Lawyer, my lawyer just called me Ty Clevenger. Mr. Ty Clevenger. A restraining order against him. And he said... You can't uh, lock him up. Lock him the F up. And... I just learned that Conan James Hayes may have taken, without authorization, the actual hard drives from the Mesa County, or the Mesa, Colorado County Clerk, and he needs to produce those hard drives immediately and return them to the clerk. And we should stop this data review until he produces the hard drives. This guy looks familiar, Gabe. Who is this? This guy looks familiar. It's almost like he ran for Congress somewhere. Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Arizona? Oh, really? You know, he looks like he looks like one of these QAnon nuts. He does. Onto something here? He does. He, he does look like someone who might run a site that would promote uh, QAnon propaganda. What? Who is this? Who is this mysterious person who won't continue because his lawyer said, Hey, dude, you're going to be a part of crime. You're going to be federally investigated. You're going to be federally indicted if you do anything. That is what is interesting. So what we have here, for those who don't know, the guy that was on the screen that we were showing is Ron Watkins. Okay. QAnon man, not the Q, but right. a QAnon supporter. He spreads uh, their propaganda yeah, on his spread on website. website. Right, right, right. And so the big thing here is he's not listed, or at least at least, at least not on this document, he's not listed as a co-conspirator. <laughs> I don't Right. I'm just, and I don't know. If he either is aiding in the investigation or he backed out before shit hit the fan. Because obviously he's backing out here and, and very publicly. Right, right. Like during the point where he's because he was there to to analyze this data for him, which he right. also did. There's another clip of him going through the data and then being like, oh, you just happen to be having technical difficulties whenever you need to present the data. Like he just calls 
them out during, which was a hilarious moment. I can pull the clip for you. But in that moment, Ron Watkins basically just calls them out for being like, you guys don't have the data, and every time people ask for it, you just say, oh, we're going to go to the commercials where you data, have a problem. But because the data they stole is the data that was produced in the election results, right? So, so now, I mean, there's obviously more underlying data, but the ultimate idea that someone tampered with the original data and messed with the count, the vote count, is ridiculous. And they know it's ridiculous because they have the data. They stole right. it. They stole the data that proves that so, the count was correct. Do you want to know why they knew to raid uh, or invade Tina Peters' office? <laughs> no. It's because of Ron Watkins. So Ron Watkins helped spread this shit all over HN and whatnot and other places. But here's the thing. These documents have passwords and other names, and they all fucking trace back to Tina Peters' office. Oh, Jesus. So that ah. is why they knew, hey, we should go look into this because her digital fingerprint is all over this shit. Well, I so he it. spread it. She got busted. Mind you, this all happened to the Cyber Symposium. So this shit is blowing up in real time. Hmm. And so... Uh, the other video that I, I sent you really quick is him calling this out in real time, being like, this is just, you guys don't have anything organized. This shit is a shit show. So <laughs> hey, that let's is. Watch, let's watch a bit of this and then we'll, we got to move on to the other bonus. I love that. Mike Lindell, you could do like, oh, bonehead yeah. of, like the whole week you could just do. <laughs> I mean, we could just make this channel Mike Lindell content and we would be okay. We would be certainly okay and we would, we would have plenty of content to uh, go through. But let's watch Ron Watkins here at the Cyber Symposium tell them they're full of shit. It's quite coincidental that the video feed breaks and the live streaming platforms break as soon as we start talking about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's, what's funny is when this was all happening, people were like live streaming like on TikTok and shit mm -hmm. and saying this is all nonsense. Like even the yeah. people who believed it, like this is all bullshit. Yeah. This is why Mike Lindell has never really caught on. He's right. never really caught on. Is because well, he, yeah, he's he's not. Of, I mean, he's more full of shit than the Trump family. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous how much. But this guy had the, you know, had the ear of Trump as right. well as. You he was know, at the he, White House. Do you remember right? that? He was on the yeah. with, with his papers. And not only and his him. phone. He had I mean, the phone. He, I mean, he, he was. Phone. I mean, they were all talking about martial law. You know, then you got the Overstock.com CEO or the oh former. God. What is with these CEO? fucking weird CEOs? I don't know, man. What the hell is with it? Well, let's let's move on because those are our uh, our, our non-winners. So that kind of gives it away. But I want to move on to the dishonorable mention here. Um, this fucking guy. Yeah. This is the guy who's saying he's totally hateable. I think uh, Al Franken says, I like Ted Cruz more than uh, most of my colleagues, and my colleagues hate Ted Cruz. Is that what he says? What, what is he saying? I think that's I think that's. Is that how it goes? I yeah, yeah. It's close to that, yeah. Yeah, well, that's close enough, right? <laughs> Basically, moral of the story is everybody Fuck hates yeah, fucking Ted Cruz. Cruz. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I hate Taker. Yeah, like I said earlier. So do his daughters. They they made a TikTok about their life under his, you know. Uh, so let's see. What's the? Um, oh, this is the tweet that I want. Um, so he, the one reason why he's on Bone of the Week is because of um, some of the school shootings in Uvalde, uh, in in Texas, specifically yeah. Uvalde. Um, Kimberly posted here where this this family is sharing uh, a photo of their child in a casket with him that's what that's the yep. phone a child size casket right that, that ted cruz is holding there 
And of course, he looks like you could hate the motherfucker. Right. Um, just I'm like I hate him. I mean, the attitude like, that I get from him is like, and you're showing me this because right. Like Who that's the vibe I get from his like the 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 lack of like hey. Like, these parents, if you look at body language, like, I know a you know, very basic body language, but these people are coming in to try to, to get some, yeah, they're leaning in, and she's got his hand on this point, and she's consoling him on the back, because obviously this is a very traumatic and, and sad story or, or experience that they're trying to get him to understand, and he's laid back, and he's like... Yeah, so she's in a casket, whatever. Well, Which yeah. is the fucking terrible, like... You're such a scumbag. You're such a fucking scumbag. This is almost as scummy as fucking... Well, it's just as scummy. I mean, the same kind of scum as Rudy Giuliani. Right. Saying, saying, oh, the, uh, 9-11 was the best day of my life. Like, Jesus, fucking people. But there's something else he did. He went on a floor of the Senate. Here's a video of this son of a bitch... After he did that, here's the son of a bitch. Oh, you like the uh, face the other? Yeah. Maybe that's all I should show. What's your voice? Well, com wannabe Wolverine. We're going to watch a bit of this because there's actually another version of this video that I want to oh. show that I think is more appropriate. But let's watch this version from C-SPAN 2. The Uvalde shooting was the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. Before that in Santa Fe, where yet another evil madman. Okay, I can't, I can't take it, I can't take it, because honestly, he's doing the thing where he's like, oh, I went and I spent time with these families, but then when it came time to vote on a bill that would protect children, not just in Texas, but all around the country, from fucking people with weapons of war going in and tearing them apart. Yeah. I mean, it, it, because we both watched this video, and it's not very long, but he goes through dramatic pause after dramatic pause after dramatic pause and saying it was uh, Uvalde, it was uh, you know, El Paso, it was here, it was here, it was here. And he goes through. And in a similar fashion to Sean Hannity listing out all of the crimes that Trump has been investigated for, <laughs> he goes through a list of places just in fucking Texas where people have used guns to kill other people in a mass shooting. Children up to adults right and and ted cruz used this moment to somehow believe that what he's saying actually makes an argument for we need to protect these children more by bringing law and more guns in more guns more guns that's the answer but if, you list, it, if you list out all of these travesties that happen you're like uh maybe the problem is the fucking guns right well someone redid this video one of our friends here Holly Teeks, ticks, and um, I think it's more appropriate. Senator Count Chocula, because he's counting how many. It's fucking gross, but let's. Well, well, this is a much better version. Let's watch. Yeah. The Uvalde shooting was the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. Before that, I was in Santa Fe, where yet another evil madman. Killed eight students and two teachers. So he's counting the school shootings in Texas. They mean on mental health. To do anything, right? 
the stuff. Because he believes the problem is he doesn't believe not shit. He's not a principled motherfucker. Right. He's just like the rest of these Republicans. They don't believe shit. It's all about their. It's all. It's not about the constituents. It's about the goddamn manufacturers. It's about the goddamn NRA putting money mm-hmm. in their fucking pockets, winning them goddamn elections. Fuck. Fuck these MAGA Republicans. Fuck them. And I'm sick and tired. And boy, this all this shit really gets me going. Because I got school-aged children, just like a lot of people out there. And we're sick and tired of fucking people gaslighting us, telling us the only way to keep our fucking kids safe in schools is to build big fences, put locks on the doors, and have more guns. And we know that's all fucking bullshit. That's all bullshit. Do your motherfucking job and do the job of government and regulate these things to keep these fucking kids safe. And oh, by the way... Fuck Ted Cruz. Exactly. Fuck Ted Cruz. Okay, let's uh, move on to the alpha gut here. Almost as hateable. Almost. 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 My God, he really tried hard. This Russian asset here is almost as hateable. Fuck this guy. Oh, Rand Paul. Who? (laughs) Just another person who who supports the insurrection. You know know, the nice part about um, Rand Paul is that you can hate him, but for some odd reason, some odd reason you love his neighbor and you don't even know his neighbor and you love his i don't neighbor. know the neighbors i don't know the neighbor's don't name know. i don't know I, where he lives exactly I but think i will we, say his neighbor should run for his seats based on what Rand paul does or rather lack thereof when it comes to constituents that people will be like yeah i like that guy i, I would move that next guy door. that fucking guy you know if you had one wish to grant or genie had one wish for you I don't know. Maybe you would want to be Rand Paul's neighbor. That would be the one <laughs> wish that you would. You would wish for now, this is this is in a, uh, a, a Senate meeting. Of course, Fauci's here. Uh, Rand Paul's arch enemy, Doctor Fauci, um, and the best an actual is, an actual doctor, right? An you, actual doctor. You mean one not that Rand Paul, right? Not one that made up a certificate and tried to pass it off as oh, made up was a, a what? Doctor. A certificate? A certificate? Certificate? That he that believes? He I don't know. Did he print it off a printer and then put it in I mean, like if, you, if you, you know, t- not to take it back to Michael Lindell, but if you look, if you go, if anyone watching this goes back to when we're showing clips of Michael Lindell, oh, if yeah, you look over his shoulder. He's got a certificate of excellence oh my for God. Michael J. Lindell. Ooh. Who gave it to him? Probably him, and he probably. <laughs> KPYT Radio.
Tribe invokes the 14th Amendment, which will get rid of all the insurrectionists. Yay! Okay. Okay. What happened to my Tony, man? Oh. Oh, did I like? Probably printed off online or got it from Trump University. I don't fucking know. I'm definitely gonna get one of those. I need yeah. one of those. A, a, a certificate oh. of excellence, right back here. Listen, you gotta get it for Michael J. Lindell, not for Tony. Oh, yeah. Well, no, absolutely. It's gotta yeah. be for him. Who else would print their own fucking certificate <laughs> of excellence? Maybe Rand Paul. Let's watch. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she, re- if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's the be- it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Okay, so this is a video that uh, Anthony Fauci did on C-SPAN years ago. He was asked a question on the show. He responded to the question on the show. He actually, the, the answer that he gives is not is not opposite of what he says now. It's actually right. the exact same thing that he says now. They just try to use this to twist this like in threads and shit. And, yeah. and they try to get you all, uh, you know, discombobulated, which is what Rand Paul tries to do here. He is unsuccessful um, with Anthony Fauci. Watch this. He a- thinks he's got him, by the way. Yeah. Oh, he, he, look he, at him. No. With he's the glasses like, and, and the as you can see yeah. <laughs> on my iPad, I fucking got you, dude. Got you, bitch. Because really, honestly, if Rand Paul really thought he would get Anthony Fauci with this fucking clip, he'd have done this a long time ago. But he's running out of he's running out of sticks here. Yeah. He's got to go all the way to the shitty internet to get these to get these tactics. But let's watch. It's an ongoing question, and you know we've had ever evolving opinions from you, Doctor Fauci. That's because that's how. <laughs> Never mind. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know what the word science and medical science means. So I'm not. Or, you, you know, know go there. Virus or you, you know, know, fucking idiot. Mutations from that virus. What a dumbass. Body surveys show that eighty uh, percent of children, approximately eighty percent of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. You seem quite certain of yourself in 2004, but in 2022, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know... Okay, I want to point something out here. I want to point something out. The reason why Dr. Fauci has more certainty about the fucking flu in 2004 is because the flu was a couple years old by then. Like, this idea that we didn't know, that Dr. Fauci wouldn't know a shit ton of fucking... 
information and science and medical, and, you know, there's tons of medical studies on the flu, influenza, then COVID, or even right. monkey Which is also, you know, for people, yeah, it's like, you know, we've had influenza for years now. And the reason that it's not as deadly as, say, I don't know, a novel virus called COVID-19 is because it's not a fucking novel virus. It's not the first strain of it that's right. infecting people that nobody, or the second, third, or fourth. Right. Like it's, exactly. It's been like, around so for a hundred years or it's more. It's been around for a while. It is, it is 